Welcome to Business Reporter's Future of Banking campaign. I'm Georgie Frost. Over the last couple of years, policymakers in Washington have understandably spent much of their time focused on addressing short-term crises related to the pandemic. Now they're beginning to think longer term. One of the recent topics of focus has been exploring ways to meaningfully improve small businesses' access to affordable credit, spurring a growing interest for policymakers at the IRS and the CFPB to implement open banking in the US. Well, joining me today to discuss this is Jonathan Katz, VP of Client Development at Amount. Jonathan, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Firstly, what have been some of the key challenges, let's go there first, facing small businesses up until now with regards to scaling their growth? Well, when it comes to uh, you know small businesses able being able to scale their growth, it's technology that could be easily implemented and value added because sometimes you have technology that for the sake of, of offering something, small businesses need to see a value in that. But again, it has to be easily implemented, particularly because these small businesses don't have a lot of infrastructure. They don't have a lot of technology resources. They don't have an IT guy. They don't have these this this ability to um, you know deploy technology in a way that that a middle market or or larger corporate might have. Right? There's not someone that they're usually picking up the phone to be able to do that. I actually you know could give you an example from sort of my personal life. Um, you know, my in-laws managed for a long time a, a retail luxury goods store. And frankly, you know, they were really, really behind the times in terms of technology. They were, you know, I think probably one of the most advanced things that they were using was Excel to manage some of their inventory, right? And as crazy as that sounds, it was actually more painful for them to implement a new system or new technology than it was to just do the old thing, right? And, And carry on the old way. So there was really no incentive for them to do that. Now, if they were able to do that, could they have scaled? Could they have expanded locations? You know, probably. But things were good enough um, to the extent, and, and it was too painful to implement that technology. So that really probably in the long term prevented them from growing, but they were happy. And frankly, they didn't want to undertake that you know painful process to implement these new technologies. So talk to me about open banking then. Why is it emerged so prominently in discussions around the small business landscape? So I guess first we need to kind of define what open banking is, right? And I'm sure if you ask, you know, 100 people, you'll probably get 100 different flavors, Um probably relatively close, but the way that we think about open banking is the ability for an entity, whether that be a consumer or a small business, to have its data residing at any number of service providers available to banks or financial institutions to help drive more efficient financial transactions, right? So my data sits somewhere. I want to be able to bring that to my my financial institution um, so they can make a decision better. Really, I would would say like there's a bank point of view and a customer point of view. Obviously, from the bank's point of view, you know, we want to be able to make better decisions. And the more data you have and the more data you can use properly, the more efficient and better decisions you can make. And from a customer standpoint, right, we want to make it really, really easy for them to bring that data to the to the bank, right? If you have your, you know, let, let's just use, you mentioned the IRS earlier, right? So if you have your tax return, um, you know, if I can get that to my bank really, really easily, instead of just an upload and someone has to read it and and, and do some kind of work there, that makes my life a whole lot easier, right? So if there were a connection into the IRS or something like that, that would be a whole lot easier. But for SMBs, you know, I think, you know, wh- why it's so sort of important for them is because the data that that sits in these platforms, that can be leveraged and the benefit is so much deeper than what we would use on a consumer. So consumers, let's just take credit as an example. If I go to a credit bureau with a social security number, I'm probably going to get a hit rate. I'm going to get a lot of rich data. I can make a decision pretty easily. 
I may not have that same level of availability in terms of looking at some of the third party or publicly available data that, that might be available on a small business. So to the extent that, that a small business data can be leveraged um, you know, in the process of evaluating a financial product or a financial transaction, that would make the delivery of those products a lot cheaper, much more efficient. Uh, and again, the, the relative pickup to the consumer is a lot more beneficial. So that's why I think it's become so important um, in, in terms of the discussion around small businesses and why open banking is so much more important to, to SMBs rather than to consumers. But open banking isn't new. What's taken so long? Do you welcome these discussions? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, we, we've actually been um, sort of in the background discussing with, with our clients. We have obviously government relations teams and, you know, we've been talking about different ways that we can, you know, sort of help the industry or a point of view that we can help the industry in terms of moving the conversation forward. So prior to PPP, as an anecdote, you know, we were sort of pitching a, a different idea as to how the government can deploy these funds. Our pitch was let the banks make the credit decision and let the government guarantee that credit decision, uh, you know, rather than deploy the, the funds through the SBA. The, the reason was why? Because the banks had more data on their customers than, than the SBA might have in terms of being able to, you know, quickly get the SBA that data and make a decision. This conversation has been going on for a long time, but it, it, it's become more and more important, you know, as the delivery of these financial products becomes more and more critical to these small businesses. Really, the capital is their lifeline, um, among other things. So I think that's why it's become more and more prominent discussion recently. You spoke about some of the key challenges that were facing small businesses up until now with regards to scaling their growth. What are some of the specific ways that open banking could alleviate these challenges? Can you give examples? Sure. So I think, you know, probably the most tangible way that we can help small businesses grow is provide them the capital that they need, right? I think um, of all the different products and services that, that the financial services industry offers to small businesses, working capital is probably the most critical one. So when it comes to making those products available, better decisions, more efficient decisions will ultimately make the delivery and cost of those much cheaper, right? So if, if I had revenue ex revenue data, expense data, other data include being able to verify who that customer is, I can make the delivery of those products much more efficient and much cheaper, right? That data all sits on ERP platforms, payroll and benefit providers, insurance providers, utilities and telecoms, government databases, the IRS, like I mentioned, right? Anything where we can verify the customer and provide, you know, accurate data about them for the financial institution making a decision about whether they should offer them credit or any other any other financial product is going to have a huge impact on the speed, efficiency, and cost to be able to deliver those products. So finally, what is holding open banking back? Where is greater coordination needed? And what will that practically look like among industry players? So aside from... It's a great question, right? So aside from, you know, technology investment, which, and obviously as the economic environment shifts a little bit and we're starting to, to feel like a, a, it's more of a downturn type of an environment, I think technology investment and resources become more and more scarce. So aside from the constant battle for technology resources and investment uh, that happens at a, at a financial institution on a, on a regular basis, you know, you're having obviously seeing more and more of that, you know, these days. But I think there's also the lack of regulatory protection that might be holding them back. So when it comes to sort of safe harbors and protections from regulatory harm, 
if there was a data breach or if there was a data leak. So I think there's a little bit of a, uh, it's a little bit of a black box in terms of what happens if the data is not kept safe, who's responsible. So I think there, you know, until there's a little bit more regulatory framework around those information security concerns, there is going to be a natural hesitation to really sort of dive in fully. Because again, you don't want to be the, the financial institution that's in the headlines that, that there was a data breach. And if you're the financial institution that sent customer data to the financial institution where there was a data breach, you can have all the protections in the world, but you're still part of that breach. So until we have a really sort of a, a framework for how this works in the real world, it might be a little bit more of a concern. So we're seeing a lot of, you know, our clients express similar concerns. We have really tried to approach that in terms of, you know, having sort of a, what I would call an institutional quality uh, information security program so that our clients, when we're handling customer data, they feel very confident, you know, in terms of us being able to handle that in our contracts, right? In our agreements, we provide our financial institutions the right protections. And I, and I think they want to see that more broadly in the space, not just from individual vendors and individual service providers. It's something that's extremely important to them. Jonathan Katz from Amount, thank you so much.